the Just Saying podcast is proud to have our Riveter as our sponsor. Our Riveter doesn't hire military spouses to make handbags. They make handbags to hire military spouses. To shop these bags on a mission, please visit ourriveter.com. Use code BRIEF at checkout for 15% off all signature collection items. Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick, and today we are going to talk about what goes into a name. What's in a name? If you're new to the podcast, I'm really happy that you're here. And if you've been here before, keep on spreading the word about the value of being a clear and concise communicator, because at the end of the day, that's what this is about. This is why I do the podcast. I was asked a number of years ago by the people who take our courses here at the Brief Lab, hey, can you give us some podcasts to help us sustain the skills that you teach us and how to be brief? And I accepted the challenge. So this year we surpassed our 200 episode, and I'm excited. As you may know, I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less, and also a book called Noise, Living and Leading When Nobody Can Focus. And what I really want to help you with right now is there may come a moment where you need to have to come up with a name. Maybe it's a new business, maybe it's a new product, maybe it's a new program, um, whatever it might be, an initiative, there's a lot in the name. And it may be the best or worst way to explain what you're doing. <laughs> so I was inspired to do this podcast, um, believe it or not, driving around in my neighborhood and I drive by a nursing home, like an assisted uh, living facility, and I see this name, and it's, it's, it, it clearly sold the business because they have like a plastic wrap around the, the sign in front of the building. And I did a double take, and I'm like, well, I can't believe I just saw what I just saw, and I just drove by. Well, here's the, here's the name. It's two, it's two names, actually. The first is Terra, T-E-R-R-A, which is Italian for land, and Bella, B-E-L-L-A, which is beautiful. So you put those two together, and you have terrible, Terrabella. Who would want to send their parents to a place that's terrible? <laughs> I guess it's better than horrible, but it's terrible. And I can't believe the people that named the business didn't even see it. And that's what I want to talk about today is like, I'm, my background is in brand marketing. So I've worked in marketing for many, many years before I started the Brief Lab to teach people how to be clear and concise. And I worked at a big agency. I started my own agency called the Sheffield Company. And a lot of what we did was messaging, ex- finding the words to explain things that were complicated in a simpler way. And part of that brought me to naming things. I was on a, um, a group of people that named an, a diesel engine for Navistar back in the day called Duramax. Um, I helped a local guy in special operations change his name from a, a language training company to a, a tactical training company, which was a lot of fun. Um, I named my own company Sheffield. I came up with the name of the Brief Lab, which is kind of funny story in and of itself. Um, no, we don't test underwear, but the 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 thing about a name is it can be a really great opportunity. I want to kind of share with you some th- experiences that I've had and perspectives about naming because it can be um, it can be like you know like Terabella, and you don't want to be the person that's just tries to get people to send somebody to a place like with that name, right? A number of years ago, 
I may or may not have shared this story, but my first contact with the U.S. military was in 2006. I was invited to, uh, to speak at a conference. And one of the things that I quickly discovered in working with the military, and it's very, very true, is how they love acronyms. And acronyms are a type of name. If you, if you look at, you know, companies like IBM or AMD or whatever, the acronyms are names. So this conference was called the Worldwide Public Affairs Symposium, the WWPAS. So when I was invited to speak at this conference, somebody named this the WWPAS, but the name became, in kind of everybody who attended it, as the Whoopass. Well, of course, when somebody asks you to speak at a conference called the Whoopass, you can't really say no. So, of course, I said yes. But I'm like, who in their right mind came up with that name, not thinking that that's how that acronym, the Worldwide Public Affairs Symposium, would end up be calling, by everybody calling it the Whoopass. So let's talk about names, and it can be um, really the quickest, clearest, best way to explain what you're up to. Okay. So might be a new company, might be um, a business unit, it might be a product, it might be a program, it might be an initiative, it might be a strategy. Coming up with a name can be, I love doing it for some people, like the most hard, difficult thing they've ever done, but you got to have some things that you're thinking about. So recently in the news, you start to see, I don't know why, it just came in a big flurry, all these known names like Google changes their parent company to Alphabet. And recently, Facebook, their parent company is now called Meta, M-E-T-A, Meta. Square, you know, the company that makes the, um, the, the payment systems, those little readers. Square changed their parent company to Block. Um, and I, I just, you know, there's, there's names like, oh, um, what were they thinking? I don't know. And is it important that they change their name? I suppose. I mean, they want to come up with that's their That's their prerogative to do that. Um, but I wanted to give you some considerations like, okay, when you're coming up with a name, what should you be th- thinking about? Um, the first is, is it intuitive? Now, not all names are intuitive. When you, when you read it, if it can be intuitive, um, that's, th- that's great. You know, names like Apple, they're not intuitive. Um, names like Southwest Airlines, and well, they started in the Southwest, is, that's pretty intuitive. It's, a, it's an airline in the Southwest. Well, that's, they've since grown out of that name. Um, American Airlines, there's names that are just intuitive, right? Or, right? International business machines, right? So we sell business machines around the world, so it's kind of intuitive. You, you hear the name. Then it, some of those things you have to be careful when you, if they start intuitive, they may become unintuitive when you put them into an acronym. But the first consideration is, is it, is it intuitive? Um, I'm going to go back to acronyms because acronyms can be um, very handy but counterintuitive. Uh, of course, the, the, um, the WWPAS is, is a funny story, but um, a number of years ago I was doing consulting work. This is easily uh, 20, 25 years ago. There was an there was an an aerospace engineering company in Mobile, Alabama called Mobile Aerospace Engineering. It was M A E, and it was in Mobile. It was an aerospace company and it was engineering. So when they called it M A E, 
if you knew what mobile aerospace engineering was, I worked at MAE. That's fine. Um, you look at it, you're like, okay, well, that's 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 pretty intuitive. Um, and then they put parentheses MAE because you didn't want to spell that whole thing out right in the name. But it was, it was a decent name. Um, and then along comes another company, which is um, Avionics Aircraft Services, AAS. And they, in their brilliance, decide to do a joint venture and they put them together as a company. And Avionics Aircraft Services joins forces with Mobile Aerospace Engineering and they become MAEAS. And I was into marketing and that was my first assignment. They called me and they wanted me to do marketing for them. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but the first thing you need to do is look at your name because it spells my ass. And it's just however you might have pronounce it. It's That's just may. I mean, it was just incredibly bad from a name standpoint. It was obvious, but they did it because they kind of both had legacies, a, air, avion, avionics aircraft services, whatever it was called, in mobile aerospace engineering, join into this MAEAS. Well, I'm like, there's no way as a marketer that I'm going to be associated with a brand that is so counterintuitive in that long, strong acronym. So the thing is, is it intuitive? Does it make sense? Well, the happy ending of that story was the founder was a guy named Tom Keithley, and I convinced him, why don't you call it Keithley Engineering? You're Keithley, and you're an engineering company. And they did, and it was great. So the first thing is, is it intuitive? You know, right around the corner from where I work in, in North Carolina, there's a place called Breakfast Anytime. That's pretty intuitive. Now, turns out that it's not true because they close at 2 o'clock, but that's another story. It's intuitive. Breakfast anytime, okay? Quick, fast med, right? So, you know, it's a, you know we do medical things fast, right? That's intuitive. Now, there's another thing. That's a separate podcast, I suppose, if it's true. Now, I'm, I'm assuming if it's intuitive, I get it. I get what you do with the business that you're in, right? Okay, second thing. There's some names that are that are not intuitive, but does it tell a story? So in my case, I'll use my, my, myself as an example. Um, I started a company in 2006 that was originally called Sheffield Marketing Partners. And the, the last two parts of the name, Marketing Partners, was intuitive, but Sheffield was not. People thought that that was my last name. In fact, when I would go to the bank, it's really funny, this kid would say, thank you very much for your deposit, Mr. Sheffield. And I just always, he would always say that. It was really funny. He thought my name was Sheffield. And people would ask, why did you name the company Sheffield? And the answer was because it was the name of the street that I lived on in suburban Chicago. And when I was thinking of names of company, it was, an, it was, um, it was my dream to start a business. And I, I liked the name Sheffield. It was the street that I lived on. And I named the company Sheffield Marketing Partners. And it ultimately became Sheffield Company, which is the parent company that owns the brief lab. So the second thing is, does it tell a story? Okay. And, and if it does, it's great. Tell the story. But make sure that you tell the story pretty prominent, pretty quickly, because it le- you want to leave people wondering where the name came from. And I think the last thing to consider is, is it easy to remember? Is it easy to say? Okay. How memorable is it? Zoom. It's very memorable, easy, Zoom, right? Now, there's all associated meetings with Zoom. People, some people love it. Some people don't. But the point is, is it memorable in a good way? You don't want to be terabella. That, you don't want to be people talking about that. But is it easy to remember? Um, now, 
you have to be honest with yourself. It might be easy for you to remember, but is it easy for people to remember it? And I say remember it and say it because if it's something which just it's hard like M-A-E-A-A-S is not only hard to remember, it's hard to say. And if you say it, you say it wrong and it sounds vulgar or it sounds terrible. Okay. So those are the three primary considerations about naming. And I just, I would highly recommend that if you do this, you know, get creative, start talking to people is, can I find an intuitive way? Is it clear? Does it make sense? Um, is there a story behind it? Um, this, this, uh, guy that I worked with last year, um, had a, had a language learning company and he was thrust into developing a tactical training company in the military. And we, and we just talked about it and we brainstormed and the name evolved after a series of conversations and it was called endurance. Um, I was, it was, it was very fulfilling work to work with him and his management team to come up with the name endurance because it fit perfectly into their, into their brand endurance. It was, it was intuitive. They're about endurance, helping people last for the long haul. Um, It did tell a story because there was a story behind it. And it's easy to remember. It's easy to say. So I can go on and on about other examples about, you know, iPhone. And there was a Doogie Howser episode that, you know, why didn't they call it the slippery germ magnet? Because that's actually what it is. And and all that was kind of funny. But the point is, give some thought. Be intentional about creating a name that can be, if, if not, if all three things, great, it's kind of the trifecta, intuitive, tells a story, easy to remember, um, easy to remember, easy to say, um, but bo- bottom line, hopefully, in this episode, um, and what goes into a good name, um, you found this helpful, just saying.